happy 2024. Oh, happy 2024 to you. What did you do? Anything crazy? Did you see the fireworks? Um, I saw the fireworks on TV. Mm. Yeah. Did you see them? I saw some fireworks that an unknown party in the neighbourhood set oh. off very close to I, our house. I heard some. <laughs> I heard some that weren't supposed to be happening, but I didn't, mm. didn't mm. see any in real life. And conveniently, this party, who I shall not name, um, set them off at like around 9.30. Uh, and so I could see the fireworks so and go to and bed go to at bed. a reasonable time. You are such a nana. <laughs> I know. I love it. Wow. Um, but... Let's just make that the theme of the episode, shall we? Nanas. Yeah. Okay. Because... How many other nanas are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I think we're talking about nana films, aren't we? Okay, whoa. <laughs> Clog it in, everybody. We're like 30 seconds in and the first insult of 2024. <laughs> I don't know. It's not an insult. It I is quite an like insult. my nan. She's great. <laughs> nana films? Yeah. That's nana me. Films, um, right? What Matt means to say <laughs> is... Today we're talking about classic films. Oh. Different. Yes, your nana's probably seen some of them. <laughs> but I wouldn't say they're all nana films. Some of these films have shaped Hollywood that we know today. Mm. Thank you very much. Oh, so, okay. Now I'm intrigued. Uh, we <laughs> Today's plan, because we're now officially in 2024, mm-hmm. New Year, same us. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a resolution? Uh, my resolution was to not have one because I knew that I wouldn't live up to it and then I'd be sad at the fact that I've failed yet again. So okay, I did so, not. Did you? So your resolution's like realistic expectations. Damn it? straight. Yep. <laughs> uh, my resolution was to be better on okay. this podcast. And how's it working? Not so great. You've insulted me and <laughs> insulted all the other people that like yep. classic cinema yep. and even Nana's a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm. You really just yep. covered the board. <laughs> How many people can I alienate within three minutes? Skip to 2025. Yeah. Come on. Episode done. Episode done. No, well, I was thinking because we are, first episode of 2024, Mm. I was looking ahead for the year and specifically on a Wallace front, our classics lineup for this year Mm. is out and ready to go. We don't start until February, but it's all full steam ahead from this point on. So I went, you know what? What better idea than to talk to Matt about films that he hasn't seen <laughs> that aren't current day ones. Yeah. No, I love this back. idea. I love Let's it. take it back. So generally our Wallace Classics lineups mm-hmm. of late mm-hmm. have been anniversary films. Okay. Yeah. And we're still running with that same theme this year. Yep. So every film that is listed has some sort of anniversary. Mm-hmm. Our first one is My Fair Lady, which will be screening in February. Oh, the... The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. Oh, look at you and your articulation. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Have you seen My Fair Lady? I certainly have. Actually, I also... Is there multiple versions of My Fair Lady? So it was originally a stage show Mm. on Broadway. So you wouldn't have seen that because I know you have a version to musicals. But yes. I I feel like I saw one where she... Where... what's What's the... the male character's name, um, the teacher, that guy. The professor. The professor, yeah. yeah. I saw one where he was like a lumberjack. Oh. And it was all set in a forest. Uh, it was really weird. <laughs> and it looked uh, really old. So I don't know if this is like the origin of the story it was based on or something. It was very strange. Interesting. Yeah. Lumberjack, my fair lady. Yep. Hey, <laughs> each to their own. Much prefer the, uh, the Audrey Hepburn yeah, version. Hepburn. Well, yep. 
Audrey, this this version, turns 60 this year, which oh. is way older than you and I. That's, but that's way older. still gracing the screens, which yeah. I think is super excited. You, yeah. I'm actually surprised you have seen it because it clocks in at 2 hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> and I know... 2 hours and 50 minutes? Yeah. Is there an intermission? And I know you're a version to, <laughs> to long films. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. shorter the better. Yep. Um, so we've got My Fair Lady in February. It then follows it with Romancing the Stone. Oh, 1984 that, film? No, idea. no, haven't seen it. 84. 84. 84. So it's a 40-year anniversary. So I just feel like 84 wasn't that long ago. Right? I thought that's that too. I went, I went, that's not a classic. No. And then I went, 40 years ago. Yeah, that's... Um, oh, no. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that, but okay. So we're getting old. Uh-huh. The world is getting older. Yeah. Yeah. When... Um, so that's concerning. When... Michael Douglas was... Younger. 40 years younger, actually. Oh, think of something, Matt. Come on. Think okay. of a film. What's think a film something. that was released in the 2000s? Shrek. Ah, when Shrek becomes a classic and rocks up on the classics Getting list. Close. That's when I'm going to give up. Yeah. Yeah. I will officially be old then. I feel like, though, we can't count them as classics. We have to count them as, like, retro. Mm. In that, they're in that middle bracket where yeah. it's like, they're retro because we used to watch them. Yeah. You don't think of them as like classic cinema per yeah. se. So retro product to me then uh, is... Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm doing so well. Really today. good. Uh... How's that resolution? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the one where they wear stockings and they dance and sing and lick things and stuff. Uh... That one? one, one not, not Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Retro to me I'm means... I'm sorry, wear r- stockings and lick things? <laughs> Isn't there a tongue on the poster or something? Their lips. Their lip. Oh, their lips. Yeah, there's lips on the poster. Lips Lips. and tongues. Yeah, yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. Like that to me seems retro because it's not quite like your black and white film, but it's also not, you know, your new age nineties two thousands. So is is that becoming a classic then? It's a cult classic, Rocky Horror. Will it just become a classic classic? No, because I think it will always have a cultish following. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) What other movie encourages you to dress in drag and throw burnt toast at the cinema screen? Uh, Look, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. (laughs) That is true. I'm sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. Watching my lumberjack version of classics. Well, taking it back so that you feel like you're more in the classic era, Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing Rewindow, Alfred Hitchcock. Ah, I have heard of it. You've heard of it? Yep. There's the like extent. the famous scene in the taxi with the music that's playing, and she's looking out the back window, and is someone following her? Who knows? Oh, Matt. <laughs> Anywho, for those of you who know Alfred Hitchcock films, mm-hmm. Rear Window is a, it's a bit of a thing. The birds. I remember, Rear Window, I remember watching it in uni, mm. and I remember being like, we are literally just like condoning voyeurism. It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. Because, oh, really? Yeah, it's like the 1954 version of stalking. Oh. In that, have you you haven't seen it? No, no, no. Who am I kidding? No, nothing about it. Pretty much, he is in a wheelchair. Like he has an injury and is stuck in a wheelchair for the summer, and he yeah. literally spends his summer staring out the window, like observing all the other people in the yep. apartment blocks around him. Yeah. And it's literally just him, like watching other people live their lives. That's not at all what I thought it was. For an hour 52. So that kind of sounds like um, Disturbia. Disturbia? Kind of, but this isn't a horror film. Yeah, right. It sounds horrible. It's There's suspense, but it's not like, you know, hmm. horror, horror. Right. So what's the film that I'm thinking of? 
Driving Miss Daisy. Couldn't, couldn't tell you, <laughs> but it ain't rear window. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and same year. So actually, there's a fair few from 1954 because mm-hmm. that is a classic era. 54? 1954. Mm. Uh, we have Sabrina, which is another Audrey Hepburn oh, film. Sabrina. That you won't have seen. No. No, didn't think so. <laughs> also turning 70, obviously. Then, middle of the year, we hit The Gay Divorcee. The Gay Divorcee. Yep. 1934. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading your... Old, uh, which makes it how old? 1934. Matt? Yep. Oh, well, that is a solid 96 years. Oh, my God. We're in 2024. <laughs> it's 90. Uh, it has a 90. 90 years. But, like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... That's huge. Because I think, like, 100 years of cinema, 100 years ago, like, surely it was Charlie Chapman... Chap- Chap- Chapman? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin <laughs> and like silent film. It was in the 20s. This is the 30s. So 100, yes, correct. But yeah, 90, right. 30. Like, talk, but like the idea that we're watching films that are 90 years old. Yeah. Like talkies had just really kind of just come on the scene. Yeah. Whoa. That's incredible. And what's funny is, so The Gay Divorcee is... Number two of mm-hmm. the ten Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers collaborations, mm-hmm. and in his autobiography, he talks about how he his brain can't comprehend that in a hundred years people will still be watching his movies. Yeah, and we're nearly a hundred years, and yeah. I'm still watching his movies. Yeah. So in ten I years' time, bad. on our tenth anniversary episode yeah. of this episode, of this episode, we can we can play them and be like, yeah. sorry, Fred. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's it is, and I think that's one it's of the quite coolest, mind bending when you think about it. That's one of the coolest parts about art is Hell that yeah. you know the things that you're forever. creating, yeah, yeah. like just way outlive, outsurvive, out impact the single person that absolutely or contributed to it. Exactly, and like been known by generations mm. that weren't even close to like we weren't alive by by any means. We weren't alive <laughs> in 1934. I think my parents were alive then. But I still appreciate this movie in the yeah. same way that I appreciate movies that are about to come out this year. Yeah. Do you want to know a fun fact about The Gay Divorcee? I actually I have very many. I'll fact. just give you one. Oh, can you give me two? I can give you two. Cool. Um, it's based on a Broadway play. <laughs> Aren't they Obviously. Obviously. No, but Fred Astaire actually performed in the Broadway version before it got made into a movie. But it was it, the stage play is actually titled The Gay Divorce. But mm. the Hollywood censory board was mm. like, we can't mention divorce. It's 1934. That's not something that happens. So they figured the gay divorcee yeah. sounds like a happier situation when it's still about divorce. Yeah. And so just to put it in perspective, this is like the older interpretation of the word gay, right? Essentially. It's like the happy divorcee. Well, I mean, the, they had no issue with gay. Yeah. Whereas if it was... Current day now, yeah. we have no problem with divorce, eh? but gay, we're like, yeah, you know, this has different connotations as to what it did in 1934. Absolutely. Either way, still a great movie. Mm. So um, this, but go, sorry. No, no. So this like brings up something that I was thinking about, because obviously I knew that we were going to talk about classics today. Question for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you think that they are as relevant today as what they were then? Yes. Uh, I think certain topics, obviously not, like mm. times change, but mm. I pretty much spent the whole of COVID watching classic films from around about this era. Yeah. And I spent the whole time going, 
oh my god we're like you know 60 to 90 years after this and we're mm. still dealing with the same things yeah. and we're still viewing things in the same way like yeah. comments that get made where i go oh my god i'm in 20 you know 2020 at that point and i yeah. still say the same thing and it's like we've come so far but we also haven't yeah so i do i do think that it's still still the same do you um i think maybe that might separate like a good film from you know just an average film is mm -hmm. that it is still relevant yeah and so maybe it sort of speaks to the human condition on some level oh, yeah. um which i think is always relevant like we're always going to be human whether or not you know it's 2024 or 2034 exactly that's right we're still human so we still have time. those same insecurities and the same issues just maybe presented in a different environment in yeah. a different format yeah because I was going to, because I was thinking about this, being like, oh, do I actually think that there is relevant? Like, where do I land on remakes of like classic films? Mm -hmm. Like, is it good that we're just sort of updating it with today's technology and today's actors, or is that just sort of, is it not required in some cases? I think in certain cases there is a place for both. Yeah. I think there are times where you can appreciate the original as being a nostalgic classic yeah but then also appreciating the remake for being able to be updated to current times mm. i think it kind of proves that certain stories are timeless yeah and can be told in any era with certain aspect like aspect changes like technology or mm. in you know mean girls case social media and yeah social evolution that way um, obviously, when they do a blanket remake, and as in, you know, why? But <laughs> certain stories definitely lend itself to being able to have a remake stand side by side with the original. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my head, I was the example that I was using, and not that they've made a remake of this, but was Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know, that's a, for, my, for myself at least, that's a classic. Mm -hmm. um, I watched that when I was much younger than I am now. But I was like, oh, no, if they remade that, how would I feel about it? And I was like, oh, you know, they'd probably be able to do yeah, a better job of some of the effects and mm -hmm. things. Um, but then it occurred to me, this is a film about, like, thousands of years ago. Yeah. Why does it matter if there's, you know, if it's made in 19-whatever, or yeah. made in the 20th century or made in the 21st? Like, it's yeah. still thousands of years <laughs> old yeah. and, and disjointed. And so clearly then, like, the tales that we tell don't necessarily... Um, diminish over time. No. Um, yeah, you're right. Maybe just like some aspects, yeah. some social sort and of I commentary. And I think too, too, there's a certain something that's exciting, well, for me anyway, about mm. classic films now, like what we deem classic now, mm. that at the time we're remaking a different time, like Singing yeah. in the Rain for me. Yeah. It's like, I think of it as a classic because it's the 50s yeah. and we're in now in the 2000s. Well, 2020s, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in the 2020s. They're in the 1950s, but it's the 1950s acting for the 1920s. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like this weird layer of layer okay. on retelling an old story. So it kind of like Midnight in Paris vibes? Um, that like we always sort of look back? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But I think the difference is what's exciting about something like Singing in the Rain is when it got released in the 50s, it mm. wasn't. Like, mm. it was literally just a film being released current day about Hollywood's past. Yeah. Whereas now, it's a classic film from the past yeah. about Hollywood's past. Yeah. I don't know. There's something exciting about it. That is very cool. Yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. And so it just kind of makes you wonder what films have been released in like the last 10 years yeah. that are actually going to be surprisingly yeah. still popular in 50 yeah. years' time. What are we still going to be rewatching in 70 years? Yeah. That's come out recently. Limitless. Except for Limitless. <laughs> Obviously. Anything with Bradley Cooper in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, my, mm. my fun fact mm. that I was going oh, to yeah, give sorry. you... <laughs> previously was it was actually the first film to win an academy academy award for best original song limitless no are there even songs <laughs> i didn't know it was a musical that's new no the gay divorcee was oh. the first film to win an academy award for best original song mm. because 1934 was the first year that the category was presented at the oscars before then, they didn't have a best original song. Because, like, obviously silent films were around before, what did you call them? Talkies? Yep. Um, You've seen Singing in the Rain. Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> but uh, they, they still had, like, they had, backing music. They had right? backing music. But, like, this was the first song written for and then dance number singing. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, actually got nominated. I mean, to be fair, it is 17 and a half minutes long. The song. The song. Good lord, it's that a whole, is it's too. A dance number. That it's song needs an intermission. It's the last, like, so I think the last twenty minutes of the film. The last seventeen and a half are a dance number. Oh my god! And then the movie pretty much wraps up and ends. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. um, interesting uh, pacing choices there yeah. by the director, but you know they were still learning. So well, it was a case of Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire had had so much chemistry in their first film together, where they weren't the main characters. Okay. That they tried to capitalize on that dynamic, and then this is the first movie that they do where they're both leading characters mm-hmm. so let's put them in a dance for 17 and a half minutes in saying that they're not in the dance for the full 17 and a half minutes oh, you'd be exhausted yeah well i gotta go and do dialogue yeah in other parts <laughs> did it work yeah the uh I the mean, chemistry did it well they went on to do 10 Ooh, okay so they had a lot of chemistry one day i'll quiz you on all 10 <laughs> <laughs> my nan would smack me if i if i got that wrong so yeah. you know I'll probably slap you, but I know for a fact that you won't, and I don't want to set us up for abuse on episode one of this year. So we'll leave that for later in the year. Maybe this year's mission can be for you to learn. Yeah. I'll run you through them. That would be, cool. be good. Well, I mean, I did watch Rebels Out of Cause yeah, on you your did. recommendation, See? and I really liked it, so. yeah, I mean, and I got a lot out of it. You'll, you'll be a little less excited by these two because they're mostly musicals, and I know your <laughs> deep distaste. <laughs> for the musical film. Um, but they're very good in terms of what we were talking about before in classic films, talking about classic times. Yeah, yeah. okay. So if you take it from that point of view and not yep. from the musical numbers, yep. you'll be fine. I'll take it from a historical context. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. They're actually quite interesting, especially the one where he plays a therapist. Anyway, that's not, <laughs> that's not a conversation for now. That's another episode. Yeah, back to our list. After the gay divorcee, Goldfinger, little Ooh. bit of James Bond, Ooh. 1964. Again, we still weren't born. No, we, we really weren't. 60 years ago. That's we so cool. Even vaguely considered yeah. to be around yet. And that was like, that's the era that we all think about, right? When we say golden Hollywood, is it the 50s and 60s? Or is it, is it the 30s? Is it the 40s? <laughs> oh, God. When's golden Hollywood, Cara? Yeah, no, I'm not going to clue you in on this. No. You should know by now. Aww. So, 
the sixties actually mark the middle point. Middle point. In that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it all starts to change from the late 60s into the 70s when big blockbusters become a thing. Mm. But this this is still early 60s. Yeah. But you know what did change in the early 60s? What did change in the early 60s? Why, Matthew? Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, in looking through this list, one thing that stood out to me was the style of trailers that oh. used to be played mm. on classic films. Yes. Compared to the trailers that we see now. Mm -hmm. And the 60s was actually a defining point for trailers because up until the late 50s, trailers were big titles. So a lot of like words on screen trying to convince us that, you know, the best dancing follies of 1934. Um, And then list off the cast and try use really extravagant words to convince me to see film. Whereas now you pretty much just get cuts of scenes or not scenes from the film yeah to try convince you but there's pretty much hardly any text on screen yeah whereas it also it used to be reliant on title text and voiceovers yeah and once you clue into that the voiceovers on these trailers (laughs) my good goodness it's crazy it's so funny but the 60s marked a point because up until that point in time there was kind of like a certain formula but then people like Stanley Kubrick and Alfred Hitchcock came along mm. and started editing their own trailers. And it was more about like quick cuts and kind of not experimental, but a different way of filmmaking. Yeah. And then that started to be shown, come across in trailers. So the 60s was kind of the defining form yeah. into the trailers that we have now. Oh, thank God for the 60s. <laughs> what we had then. But do you know why they're called trailers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. No, no, do enlighten me. Because when the first trailer got created in 1913, it was the um, like marketing manager of a theatre in the States. Yep. And he literally just spliced together bits of film from a production's rehearsal process that was filming, at, uh, that was playing at the time, sorry. And he would play at the end of every film, but discovered that that model didn't work because people would just get up once the main feature had ended. Yeah. Like it would trail the feature. So it was known as a like a trailer because it would trail. But then it got moved to the start. But then it got moved to pre-show and we still just call it a trailer, even though it's at the beginning. Yeah. It should be... uh... An entree, really. <laughs> an on-trailer. Here's, here's an on-trailer <laughs> for what's coming up. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's a good, really know. good little fact. I was like, boom. So next time you're at a quiz night, trailer. <laughs> you know, I have seen a surprisingly a surprisingly high number of um, those older style trailers. Yep. Because before it was called uh, Wallace Classics. Yep. It was nostalgia, Wallace mm-hmm. nostalgia films. Correct. And so I remember like ushering and always before the film, they'd play a couple of trailers for like the next nostalgia film yep. coming up and that kind of stuff. And yeah, just the really cheesy voiceover and like the really corny the, like, instrumental music and super, stuff. And it's so dramatic. Yeah, it's so too. dramatic. Like it's super duper dramatic, but you haven't actually told me anything. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that because I went through and watched all the trailers mm. for this lineup. And the amount where it's like 
out of control, like loud music for that something that then cuts to a scene that's like a quiet musical. And yeah. it's like, God, the juxtaposition is yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Or like canned laughter as well. Oh. See, like canned laughter in some of them, I feel, in it's one of the films or something. I was like, what is going on? This is so, such a, so chaotic. <laughs> well, what I found interesting was mm. the amount that broke the fourth wall. Like the amount, ah. like Rear Window, it does, and Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Have characters that are kind of like narrating the trailer. Yeah. But then break the fourth wall and talk directly to the camera. Ooh. And it's like, oh. Oh. Well. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> it's pretty much you being like, you will see my movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> you will come to the cinema. <laughs> which, which was kind of scary. Yeah, that is terrifying. Which was kind of scary. We do, as the list goes on, it kind of does get a little bit later. So after Goldfinger goes Young Frankenstein, which is 74. Mm-hmm. So that's getting later down. We do jump back to Creature from the Black Lagoon because I felt like we needed some classic horror Yeah, yeah, in there. But then it jumps to Field of Dreams, which was 1989, which is getting scarishly close to Who's the 90s. in Field of Dreams? Really? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> No. Here it is. Here's the first apology, everyone. <laughs> I would just like to apologise for Matt's lack of knowledge for Field of Dreams. The content you, you mean? Have you, you? You've just never. No. No. Ever. No. You've never seen it. Nope. Haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Sounds like a nice place to go. Is it something? Kevin Costner. Yeah. Okay. He is voices, mm-hmm. and they're telling him that he should pretty much cut down half his crops to create a baseball pitch where, like, ghosts of baseball, like, legends past come and play baseball yep. in his backyard. <laughs> the concept is weird, but it's a good movie. <laughs> it's so weird. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay. It's right. a good movie. So then that's November. And then, of course, we end the year in December with White Christmas because it turns 70. Aww. Not like Ben Crosby, he'd be way past seventy by about now. But it's a it's a timeless classic. Yeah, it really is. Do you watch it every year? Is this part of your Christmas list? Not every year, but I listen to the soundtrack most years. Ah, yep. Oh, Ben Crosby, you said. Ben oh, Crosby, right. Danny Kaye. This is where the the song came from, right? No. Oh. The song came from Holiday <laughs> Inn, but then they made okay made the movie. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. How good. And then in amongst this list, mm. um, one of my personal faves, Mary Poppins, turned 60 Classic. this year. A mm. uh, bit older than than us, but also a bit younger than others. Yeah, like Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say my grandma, but she doesn't listen. She, doesn't <laughs> She's a, she won't care. It's older than me, but it's younger than my grandma. All right? <laughs> Um, and I've watched Mary Poppins for years, mm. literally for years, like since a kid. And I had no idea that it was a two hour and 19 minute film. Yeah, no, it definitely does not feel it like that. It doesn't feel that long, does it? No, I couldn't imagine sitting through anything for two hours as a child. But apparently I did. You did. Multiple times. Because Mary Poppins is wonderful. Oh, she is wonderful. I still wish for a nanny that will come and feed me sugar on a spoon. What about Nanny McPhee? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Must be Mary Poppins. There was a period of time where I wanted... To send Julie Andrews 
copies of all my favourite books and then ask her to record herself reading them. So that I, <laughs> this is before audio books were a thing, so I was on to something. Oh, you could have been Jeff Bezos. Could have been me. Yeah. Because I just wanted her to read me all my bedtime stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just uh, out of that list, yes. how many did I know? I, I think um, I did pretty well. I think you knew three. <laughs> Okay. Well, My Fair Lady, you claim you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it, yes. <laughs> Can you list me one other song? Or a song from it? Nope. It's a musical. It. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, cool. Romancing the Stone, nope. I don't think you've seen. Rear Window, you've heard <clears> of, <throat> but you haven't seen. Yep. Sabrina, you won't have seen. Nope. The Gay Divorcee, you will see later this year when you do all ten of the Fred and Ginger films. <laughs> yes. Uh, Goldfinger, you've seen. Yep. Young Frankenstein. No. No. Mary Poppins, yes. Yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon, no. no. Field of Dreams, no. had no idea. And White Christmas, no. no. So I it is so three. Sorry, I thought I did so much better than that. Well, I guess we. I know where you'll be one Sunday <laughs> per month for the rest of this year. You, my friend, will be at Wallace watching the classics, yeah, looking at the anniversary <laughs> classics. Because I would like to think you will have seen more of these by the end of the year. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Were you though? I'm probably just going to watch Goldfinger again. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, well, if you want to hear more of what we'll be playing at the cinema this year, mm. you know, some good advice I would give to other people that aren't you and me. Uh, no, what is that? I'd probably subscribe to this podcast. Oh, that, no, yeah, that's yep. good. That's good advice. Tell your friends to do the same. Yep. And then tell their friends to tell their friends to tell their friends to also do the same. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.